They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. This is Eric Trimbicki, your host for the evening or the morning, depending when you hit play in your car or on your walk or wherever you may be. Of course, I'm here with my trusty cohort. We got Aaron, Balo, Alo Lloyd. Nine names. You never. You, what was that other one you really popped for recently? Oh, uh, from Donovan, Alo Amore. That killed me. No, uh, that one. But hold on, it was like Venmo. Or oh, uh, I, oh God, I forgot ATM Balo or something like that. ATM. Yeah, I was texting you. I said something about, you know, what are you doing at the moment? And you're like, oh, ATM Velo. I, I can get down with that. <laughs> oh, oh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, Donovan yeah. definitely did hit me with an Alo Amore in my, uh, my, my Tiger Strikes when I, I, could, I, I pop use for that. I thought the comment sections are always, are always good on your pictures. I know. I love it. You can always trust her and Corey coming in. <laughs> Asia waits for it all the time. She's like, where's, he, where's your friend who always has something to say to you? <laughs> Oh man! Well, let's get into why the listeners are here. Uh, what have you been watching wrestling wise lately? Uh, I haven't really watched much. The other morning, when I wait, when I'm sitting around, um, up with Leah, I, I I basically try to watch a sitcom. So like, I finished All of Modern Family. So the other morning, I turned. Okay. So the other morning, I turned on uh, WWE section of the cock. And I turned on randomly St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And, wow, okay. and then on that show, I forgot that it's there, was the hardcore title, um, The River, with Al, uh, Al Snow uh, oh, and, yay. Okay. And, and Hardcore Holly. I was like, this was fucking horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, now, you, <laughs> it's in hindsight, bad. it doesn't age? Because I absolutely love that. I, I, I know you do. It, it just doesn't is it age the Mississippi well. River? Yeah, the Mississippi River. That's what it is. It, it was, was also like, cold that night. I know. And like, I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> it, it's good, but it's, this is terrible. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe me, but I watched that match last week, too. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> it's tattered on your legs, so I definitely do believe you. But uh, that's about it. That's the only thing out of weekly content that I have now that I have I've watched. Um, I did watch most of Dynamite last week. And I'm, I'm more okay. caught up with my Rumble stuff for tonight's show, but that's about it wrestling-wise. Sweet. Uh, as for myself... Um, due to a few categories we got going on tonight, I, I rewatched a bunch of um, favorable uh, either 205 Live matches or Cruiserweight Championship matches from pretty much 2016 and 2019. Um, I'm sure I missed a few noteworthy ones. Outside of that, I randomly uh, opened up a box of DVDs and, you know, guilty pleasure. I have a comp, you know, a, um, I have the WWE put out a DVD probably about five, six years ago on the history of the hardcore championship. So I watched probably about 20 hardcore championship matches. And one was that, that Bob Holly Al snow match, uh, that, you know, did end up in the Mississippi river. Um, got to watch the, you know, obviously the illustrious Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy matches always good. Um, and I'm pretty much cu- caught up on all the AEW product. Uh, for the listeners, we are recording this right after Beach Break ended, so uh, did just get done that show. And um, the week prior, we, we didn't get to drop an episode, but uh, Moxley got to come back, which was pretty cool. And I did catch his uh, first ma- match back on Rampage. 
So that's, you know, uh, and, oh, and then outside of that, I did just watch a random a random Royal Rumble match. I guess pretty much, you know, get ready for the bug of this weekend. Which one? So, I, and you know how it's annoying with, with the cock because I think I had it on play and it ran through and then it ended up going towards the end. Um, so I, embarrassingly, I'll say I tried to watch the first one and then there was, uh, from, I guess it was 86, I tr- maybe 87. Um, and then I think shortly into the match, I just was like, you know what, this, this isn't, this isn't what I'm trying to watch. So I skipped ahead and I watched the 2014 ones, uh, Punk's last one, just to pretty much get a feel for everybody in that match. And, and it's funny to see like where so many people are either released uh, doing indies in AEW and a very, very short popula- population still in the company. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen, well, I'll recommend one to you. I don't know if you ever, you've probably seen it, but one of my personal favorites it's definitely top three is the 2007 Rumble. 07? So any of those probably from like 04, 05 to 2010 I know I have watched, but I, I wasn't watching the product at the time. So 07 I definitely have not seen. That's not the one in MSG where Cena comes no, out, right? No, it's, it's the year before. This is the one where Taker okay. wins. It's re- oh, That's cool. definitely like – it actually might be my favorite. Okay. I'll pop that on after this. It's really good. So, um, getting into the Rumble, I, next best topic would be to go into prediction for, for the card. Um, first off, I want to start by asking, are you looking forward to this year's Rumble? Are you, like, the show in general? Yeah, I am. I think it's going to be a good show. Uh, the undercard's even actually really good. Something that you might not, that you might not give credit to, I'm actually interested in, uh, especially, you probably, you might not have interest in this, but the Becky and Dewdrop match, uh, do drop the name is terrible, but I definitely do like Piper Niven and from an in-ring perspective. So that'll be interesting to see Becky go with somebody who's actually bigger than her. We'll see how that goes. Bobby and Brock is definitely a dream match, and for sure, in a way that the feud's been built, it's been built differently than what I actually expected. And um, Roman and Seth, even though it's been kind of thrown together because of what happened at Day One-ish when Roman had COVID, uh, they those two don't have bad matches either. So. I'm actually excited for the entire undercard, and then the Rumble itself. There's only 22 wrestlers for the man for the men's Rumble, men's Rumble right now, and um, not a lot of star power. So we'll see. I'm sure we will get surprises and stuff, but we'll see how it actually ends up. Because like I said, at this point, there's no real big star power, so it's hard to actually predict who's going to win either men's or women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's definitely it's um. You know, I feel like the match, um, specifically the men's match, doesn't really have necessarily no no buzz on it. And you're spot on with saying there's no real star power, like a, a big person in the match. Yes, there's a, for, a few former you know champions in there. Uh, you have AJ, for, former WWE champion, but you know he just got beat by his former partner. He was just down in NXT for a cup of coffee. And then you got Randy Orton, but he's kind of ta- like, you know, wrapped up in the tag division. So there really isn't somebody that you're like, oh, OK, you know, they got, they got that solid vibe for, oh, I just probably going to be their year. 
Um, and then obviously the women's match, I feel like has the most buzz just due to, you know, the, the make the whole Mickey James thing. And, you know, you do have Charlotte, who's the SmackDown champion and she's going to be competing. You, it, you do have some people like some stuff that in my opinion, there's excitement for it. And then there's also the people that you think could actually win. Like, Oh, Charlotte, you, you know, they do the weird thing where somebody that's already a champion could win. Charlotte's always should be a notable person that you think would take it. Mickey James, I don't think no one thinks she's actually going to win, but it's cool to see somebody who's a champion elsewhere. Uh, Bianca Belair going two years back to back, definitely something I think is something anyone else would be able to easily buy into. Um, so starting with the undercard, since you did mention your interest in the Dewdrop Becky match, what's your prediction? Uh, of, course, of course, Becky's going to retain. I'm just interested to see how the match is going to play out because exactly. I did think they did actually a real good job telling the story because Dewdrop, only reason Dewdrop won is because Becky Lynch interfered on her behalf in that triple threat. And then I'm not sure if you saw the Monday Night Raw interaction, but they kind of did the whole, I believe it was Brock and Joe side-by-side screen and Dewdrop went and found, Dewdrop left her, her area and went and found Becky and attacked her, so I was actually interested to see that. You know, that, that was, thought that was really good. And Dewdrop, I thought she held up on her her end on the promo against Beck against Becky on Monday night as well. So I'm interested to see, but of course Becky is easily going to retain. Yeah, I definitely I definitely didn't see all the build up stuff. Uh, I it's really been either stuff I just missed or fast forwarded through ever since. Um, and you know, no fault to Dewdrop, but ever since she won that triple threat match, it's just you know I've been trying to watch Raw in, in under 30 minutes. So that's usually just hasn't been a segment I've been locked on. I, I'm sure the match will deliver, but just like you, I'm going with Becky for the easy retain. Um, next up, going for uh, Miz and Maurice in the mixed tags match versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, mixed tag rules, what are you expecting here? Well, as always, Miz and Maurice, they can't do any wrong. And I, I, I love, like, it's, it's like three weeks old at this point, but that whole meme... With Edge with the with the face uh, running around Beth about when you drop the kids off at Grandma's house is so great. Uh, but Miz and Maurice they can't do any wrong. I thought the birthday celebration was completely ridiculous and over the top. Love that kind of stuff with those two. Corey Graves had an actual he had a great line. Um, so oh God, so Miz presented Maurice a pic a picture of himself as a prince and him Maurice as a queen and Corey Graves goes, that's an original Schaumburg and Schaumburg's the guy who does the the Yeah, yeah, a lot of work on, on, on WWE.com. Not not the city of Chicago, but Schaumburg, yeah, the artist. Shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, so those those two can't go any wrong. I mean I, I thought they had a good match at day one ish and I expect Edge and Beth to actually win this match and I think this is probably be over for Edge because I personally want Edge to go on to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. So that's my prediction. I'm going with Edge and Beth because it's probably the only team, time that you actually see those two team up. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's definitely uh, raises some brows because I was wondering. I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, my prediction, I, I think Edge and Beth take it. Um, I, I do love that you like that meme. I actually showed my girlfriend it and I said, this is my reaction when you say I can keep drinking and you'll drive home. <laughs> So it looks like we got the Raw Tag uh, Raw Tag Team Championship rematch that is confirmed now. I believe so. So rated RK Bro versus the Alpha Academy. Uh, I'm going to give my my opinion on this first. I think RK Bro has ran his course. I think this is when we get Orton turning on Riddle. 
uh, after they lose, and then we see them fight again in the Rumble. Yeah, yeah I think Alpha Academy wins, but I also think the kind of create the, the actual creative route and knowing them, they won't do this. I think it'll be more creative if Riddle turns on Randy, especially in the in the Rumble match because. Randy's the one that's always known as the as the snake and always has like the quote unquote anger issues. But I think yeah. I think it'll be actually a, a great twist if Riddle's the actual one to actually turn heel on Randy, and that could bring up a whole new character in Riddle because Randy was basically rejecting Riddle and looks at Riddle like he's crazy all the time. It's kind of mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a enhanced version of me and you. <laughs> so, so it's just like what the hell and like all this time Riddle's kind of like you've been looking at looking down on me this entire time that's what it can be but I think the most interesting route would be Riddle turning on Randy but I don't think that's going to happen but I, this is definitely going to start getting built here at Wrestlemania but I'm going to go with Alpha Academy retain and, and the spelling bee was excellent and uh, one of our long term uh, favorite sayings on this show that's too good for us <laughs> Um, I, I do love your take, and I, I hope that's what happens. I just see it being highly unlikely. Um, next up, I, it, really, I'm looking at. I think it, there's only the four other matches we got. I'm gonna stick on the uh, Raw, uh, Raw Heavyweight Championship, WWE title. Um, Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley, as you mentioned earlier, a dream match. This is one I'm definitely really looking forward to. Um, it feels like everyone is still going with we're going to go get Roman and Brock and it's going to end up being for um, Brock's WWE title. I really want a fantasy book and I want to hope Brock's going to lose and then want to go back towards the universal title and somehow that match is going to happen. I'm really pulling for Bobby Lashley here. I think that'll be a good surprise. Um, I just feel like he's on such a hot streak, you know, why why lose? Because if he can't beat Brock and then Brock's going to lose to Roman and then, you know, Bobby's beatable, Roman's unbeatable, and it's, it's just going to be, you know, Brock's going to leave in a couple months and it's going to be like, who do you make? So I'm really I'm, I'm pulling I'm pulling for the what I think people are almost looking at as the dark horse here. And I'm going with Bobby Lashley. I think that I think Bobby Lashley is going to win because I don't think they're going to just forget that Roman and Brock thing that easy because that was like their marquee thing for day one ish. And then on top of that, you took the title for big E, but now if Lashley wins, you kind of got to think, like think about who's actually going to potentially win the rumble. And we'll get to that shortly. So you'll kind of see where I'm going, but I don't know, like Brock Lesnar. I don't know, man. Like when Paul Heyman went back with him, I was very upset because this new Brock, I don't know if he had a hard time in quarantine, he just decides to kind of like people. But now he's like, (laughs) That like this happy teddy bear, like he's he's take, take he, he, he's, he's taking pictures at the bar with fans and hotels, taking pictures with kids. It's so great, and, and he's great on the mic. And one thing that I enjoy about this entire thing with him and Lashley is him and Lashley are the ones doing most of the talking, and Heyman and MVP are kind of off MVP. to the background, which I can't really appreciate. And even like the knock knock joke that Brock threw at Bobby a couple weeks ago on Raw, that really popped me because I was like, Brock Lesnar, this guy's. Amazing. He gets a bad. He got. He's gotten a bad rap on this show, but I. I love this new rendition of Brock Lesnar. But like I said I think that Lashley will win because I don't think it makes any sense to put all that time into Brock and Roman and just kind of forget about it, especially with Roman dumping off dumping off Heyman from the bloodline. So I think I'm gonna go with Lashley, and we'll see how it goes and how it's going to be and how the match is going to turn out. But of course, I think Roman get 
Roman in the bloodline, they do end up interfering in this match, and that's how Bobby wins. Cool. I, I, I love that we're on the same page here. It seems like everyone's rumor and innuendo or their predictions or their hope is all seeing it going the other way, but I'm glad two best friends can think similar in this scenario. Um, speaking of big championships, world titles, moving over to SmackDown, Roman Reigns, longest reigning universal champion of all time, uh, going against his former tag team champion partner, Seth freaking Rollins. Um, Roman hasn't lost in so long, and just the whole stat that I guess every time they've had a title match, Seth has won. I feel like Roman's got to win this. But again, for some reason, so many people are... I, I, again, the predictions I'm reading, it seems like everyone believes you know, that Universal title is going back to Raw and it's going to be red, but uh, I'm definitely pulling for Roman in this situation. It's almost weird. It's almost like they've been giving him sympathy, like he's almost supposed to be the baby face in this situation, but... I don't know. Just a little odd. Yeah, the thing with that is because the Sheets are saying that the Universal title is going to be the one that changes hands, but I think that's just stupid because you, you keep building. Roman has his held a title since last since 2020's, uh, I believe it was 2020's Payback, and it's over a 500-day reign, and you're going to have it and at the Rumble Center, potentially at WrestleMania, and it's just something to a storyline that's just because Roman had COVID and couldn't go at day one-ish. So I think mm-hmm. that's pretty dumb to actually do. Um, listen, I, I Seth, I'm trying it's to remember, dumb company. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, the one time I can recall Seth and Roman going one on one. Seth did win the match, and that was Money in the Bank when uh, Ambrose cashed in right after on him. And then Ambrose won the triple threat match the month later at, at Battleground in 2016 when we were there. So I'm not. I think that's the only time they went on went one on one for the title. I'm probably wrong, but that's something I can remember. But I do think Roman wins because. I don't because the Usos are banned from ringside. This whole Kevin Owens thing, those two are great together. I never thought Kevin Owens and Rollins was a, a t- like a tandem. I thought I would need. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw on SmackDown Friday night, but Roman told Rollins like nobody likes you, and then Kevin Owens comes out. He's like, I like him. I like yeah. him. I like yeah. him. It's so good. But uh, I think Roman is going to retain because I don't think it's any it's necessary at all to stop something so monumental just for something some adjustment that you had to make during COVID. I, that is literally word for word how I'm feeling on this. So I'm, I'm definitely hoping that's the way it goes. But again, they, they throw you some monkey wrenches. I mean, for some reason, they Roman had COVID and they said, all right, let's take the title off of Biggie. <laughs> so you never know at this place. Um, but going into what is the, always the most fun and exciting and uh, easy way to grab a couple beers, drink them, and bet some money. Let's get to the Royal Rumble. Ladies first. Uh, I think we should stick with tradition and go with our prediction and our dark horse for both Rumble matches, but we're going to start with the women's first. Well, the, wo- the women's one is, is hard because they added so much people from the past. Uh, Summer, Summer Ray, Michelle McCool. Um, legends. Legends, yeah. They added so many legends. The Bella Twins are back, and now you're hearing the report they're trying to get Ronda to come in. But all my and Lita pick, is maybe full time ish, kind of. Maybe, but a lot of the, the ones that I was thinking of winning aren't even advertised. Like, there's still some open spots. I'm not sure how many specifically, but you kind of can't. I kind of. No, at one point they, there was twenty, at least twenty one ladies in the picture. At okay, one point. okay, because I, I, I know the men is twenty two exactly. That's been announced. I'm not sure about the women, but I'm pretty sure the women's around that range as well. So 
I, I know you can probably, as for surprises, uh, I'm sure you can expect like Io Shirai. Bailey keeps teasing she's back. Um, because like there's a sheet that came out that she was due to be back soon, and she's kind of teasing it on, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Bailey was like my dark horse to win, but she hasn't okay. been announced. Then originally, before she got hurt, Sasha Banks was actually my actual pick, but I know she was supposed to be out for four to six weeks, and it's close to that time frame. And especially if you do throw Bailey and Sasha Banks in there, it's easy to just have them coming in at twenty-eight to thirty, and they can kind of hide for a little bit and actually end up winning the match. But as far as people who are announced to win the Royal Rumble match, it's not really much I can really see. I, I can definitely see Charlotte being the last one left with whoever whoever's remaining. But from the announced people, it's kind of rough. But I kind of just will go with my gut feeling. I'm going to say Bailey. Bailey, Okay. So, and, uh, all right. So with that being said, I mean, we all know I, I love Bailey. I would hope she wins. Um, again, I, I don't know if she's really there in the clear. Um, I, I want Bailey to win. My gut's telling me it's going to be Rhea Ripley and she gets the pushback she deserves. I'm going to go with as, as a dark horse. And, you know, the, the whole... And I, yeah, I don't think Sasha. I think I, you know, I really think we get Bailey back as a return. I don't think Sasha is coming back yet. But I'm gonna go dark horse. I'm gonna go Naomi. Well, that's interesting because I could see her because with Sonya Deville deal always messing with her. I could see Naomi actually being number one and and Sonya actually possibly eliminating her, giving her a hard time, and that's continuing storyline. But I'm looking at I'm looking at it right I now. I love her getting this storyline in this feud. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, this is rough too because, like you said, I, I do believe Charlotte will be one of the final four left. And as far as like we have the legends returning, but the legends is like the kind of the biggest deal, biggest deal about this, and we haven't really got much about it since we have seen them on t- on WWE television. But even looking at this match um these people in the women in the match it's it's still kind of rough and i can't see anybody other than sasha or bailey winning this yeah i mean i think if the rumor that ronda rousey's coming back if she shows up in the match you know you know it's over right there she's winning mm-hmm. um i would love something like you shirai when you mention her i you know Oh man, it's it's crazy. I saw I went to uh, one of your Delaware targets last week, and the thing was cleared out. It was six of her basic and four of the China uh, WrestleMania elite. And I'm like, sheesh! And then I was like, wow, EO is she still signed? I was so lost. Yeah, because I, I do believe we'll see EO. Because I kind of think NXT is going to clean clean out the rest of their old guard. So I'm 99.9 percent sure we'll see EO. I'm I'm also. I'm not even 99 point. I'm 100 percent sure we'll see Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, and I think she'll actually be one of the final four, in, final four in the match too, and she'll she'll be due for a call up. And uh, Mandy Rose, I think, will actually also be in the Rumble match as well. So, 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 you know, and actually, who? Know what? I take it back. Naomi is going to keep that storyline going. My dark horse is Liv. I don't think so at this point because like she got her yeah. little push, 
Yeah, and, and like I, I was all in on her push. Like I, I got her elite figure because I was so excited for her to win the title. I thought they would just had her win the title and just give it back to Becky. She couldn't beat Becky, but she's gonna go. She's gonna challenge Charlotte and go against Charlotte at Mania. And then <laughs> that's that's the hot take of the show. And then another like Eric, like it's kind of clear where the Raw title is gonna go because it's gonna it's clear that's gonna be Becky and Bianca and. I don't think it's a good idea for Bianca to win twice. I, I really don't. Even though she's kind of stayed away since losing the championship, I don't think it's a really good idea for her to win two years in a row. I, I wouldn't hate it. it. You know, it's definitely something they're touting, but I almost feel like it's, you know, they're talking about it too much, but it's not going to happen. Um, but speaking about talking about it, so let's talk some madness about the Raw, or the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, I guess I'll, I'll take this first. Um, you know, I, I, I was kind of surprised when you mentioned that you want to see Edge versus AJ, because again, you know, I feel like this is not like me. I feel like you're normally the one talking about the predictions, but every, I feel like the main prediction for the men's match I've been seeing is everyone going for AJ Styles winning. Uh, he's been away from the world titles for, for quite some time. He's done a couple favors recently. It's probably his, his due time. Um, I don't necessarily see him winning, but I, it, I wouldn't put it past them at all. Um, and, and, you know, it's not like you, you actually know that whoever is going to win it is actually going to win the title. Um, I'm going to go with my prediction is going to be Big E with my dark horse being... I don't even think there is a dark horse to name. Yeah, I feel like I'm taking the easy route if I say AJ. Um, you know, I'm going to go Big E and dark horse being Damian Priest. <laughs> I can see Damian Priest winning, and then shortly after dropping dropping the U.S. title. Yes. So for me, I'm glad you brought up that AJ thing because he actually did cross my mind because he hasn't really had a great Rumble outing since his debut in 2016. So he did cross my mind. Biggie, I think, is the clearest option to actually pick because he's he's the mo one that's been in the world title scene the most recently, and I think that they're kind of just going to make it up to him from what he did to him at day one ish. And like and the deal was, hey, you'll drop the title, but you'll win the Rumble. And you'll end up challenging for the title back and probably getting it back. But like I said, there's 22 spots. There's eight guys missing. I think we'll see guys like – I'm almost positive we'll see Tommaso Ciampa because he's been torn and doing dark matches on SmackDown. I'm pretty sure we'll see him. LA Knight, like, likewise. Braun Breaker because they seem to be really high on him and want to kind of – introduce him to the to the masses if they, anybody hasn't seen him on NXT yet. And I think Braun Breaker would actually have a really good showing if he is, and I think he'll be one of the final four. But I think it's Big E and nobody else. And if I had to have a dark horse, it would definitely be AJ. Pretty solid, pretty solid. So, yeah, so it seemed to be, seemed to be right on track there. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I, I, I hope someone that neither I wouldn't be mad if somebody we didn't mention at all or a surprise return for the men's division could somehow be the winner um 
again, we always say here the best when wrestling's its best is when you're surprised. Um, I do think about some recent years though, the the winner. I know Edge winning last year, like he was he was on that comeback trail. Um, but a couple like when Nakamura won, he wasn't really in the title picture. So I feel like that's why like AJ winning, you know, it's something you don't really see coming. That's why it would make sense. When Randy Orton won in 2017, he wasn't really in the title picture, and then boom. So, I've, you know, I, I, I love a good surprise, and that's, that's what we deserve this year. Well, kind of move it, uh, switching gears, going away from uh, WWE real quick. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched Dynamite or maybe you at least saw the promo, but did you see Mox's return? What was your thoughts? Oh, I, I did see it. And I was like, I didn't recognize him for a second. I'm like, who's like, who the hell is this? <laughs> um, he, he looked great. He looked, he looked great. He got, he got himself together. And Bully Ray's getting a lot of heat for a lot of heat talking about uh, Moxley. But I thought he cut a good promo. Was real passionate, and you could tell he's actually in a better place. And I'm happy that he's actually back. I'm not the biggest Moxley guy, but it's always something good to actually watch somebody kind of conquer their demons. And I'm glad he's back. And he was at GCW this past weekend. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know what he did it on this week's episode of Dynamite, but I'm a, I, he was was not on Dynamite. Okay, I don't well, did did I see a Daniel? Well, Brian Danielson kind of like he had, he had a stare off with Brian Danielson on Rampage yeah, or something ba- like that. Basically, and under in he had a, he had about three matches in like a four day time span. Um, I guess this was one of the rare occasions. I think he was either the second or third time they've done it where Rampage. I don't. I don't think Rampage was filmed after Dynamite last week. So he came out. He had. He had his promo. He had his heckler in the crowd. He left. Um, come Friday night, he had his match. Um, who was it against? One of the claim guys. I can't even remember who he faced. He had his match. He won. He went over. Um, he left. He goes through the crowd. Daniel Bryanson's waiting there, and he's kind of just clapping, and then he, they have a little stare down. He walks away. He did some other indie show. I'm sure he went over, and then he beat Homicide um, at the G, uh, GCW show. So three matches, you know, almost back-to-back. I think uh, I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He had uh, matches. So he, he's active. He, he does look in great shape. I'll tell you what, you know, you just mentioned you not being a big Mox guy. Uh, he looked so good. Now, this is obviously, this is my birthday week. So, yes, I am having a, a cold <laughs> beverage on the show per normal. I'm going to be doing plenty of drinking this week. But that man looks so good after three months of not drinking. I know I can't go three months of not drinking, but I'm about to do three months <laughs> after my birthday of Deeply reduced drinking. <laughs> deeply reduced drinking. Because I can't – literally, I knew he was going to look better. I knew something. But I can't believe, like, his hair color is different. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, like, that was one thing. I was like, I don't know, like, they, like, they, like did he get a hairline back <laughs> or, or, or something? Like, what is yeah, going he, on? You, you know, he, he he's not going Hollywood and getting, like, you know – a, a hair transplant, like that's just often putting the bottle down a little bit. Why, why you have it up? I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's my birthday week. He, he, he would uh, respect what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he looks good. He's doing the right thing. And I'm happy he's, you know, back in the ring. 
you know, three months later, and he's he's out here doing the right thing. So good for Mox. Can't wait to see him back at the top of the card where he belongs. So Mox, uh, what's it called? I'm trying to think. I think he's got a rampage match coming up. Um, other other thing I really wanted to go over. Have you been watching anything with the NXT 2.0? What is your thoughts on the brand? Are you open to it? Are you kind of removed from it? Are you enjoying what you're seeing? Well, I'm open to it. Uh, as always, like, the way I take my wrestling now, I kind of pick and choose what I watch. But mm -hmm. but there are people that I always gravitate to. Like, I, I do like Braun Breaker. Uh, I, like, I love Toxic Attraction. I think they fit really well together. Uh, like Raquel, I was a fan of Raquel Gonzalez, but she's kind of on her way out. Cora Jade seems to be the, Cora Jade seems to be the new flavor in NXT 2.0. She they really seem to be high on her. She had a great showing in the uh, War Games match a few months a, a few months ago. And um, I, I, you already know I like Cameron Grimes, even though you can't believe it. Uh, um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, I love them as a combination. I think Carmelo Hayes is money, so whenever he comes up to the main roster, he'll be, I think. It'll be a big, a big deal. I won't be shocked if you actually see him in the Rumble either. But I'm definitely open to NXT 2.0. There's a lot of guys that I'm still not quite high on yet. Maybe, maybe I just have to give him the chance. But the thing with wrestling is, uh, I don't think it's not even just wrestling. Just in general, we don't people don't like new and different. It's hard to accept I'm it. I'm guilty of that. It's, it's hard to accept new and different. And uh, I try to beat that as much as I can and give everything a chance. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. It, but I'm still going to love the actual genre that genre that it actually is. But Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, Toxic Attraction, and um, Cora J definitely enjoying definitely enjoying those people from NXT 2.0. You know, and also um, Gunther or Gunther, or how, however they're pronouncing it. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the memes because I I, 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 be I believe he pronounced it Gunther when he said it. That's what I thought, and then I, I could have sworn he said it another way. I heard. Um, yesterday, but I immediately thought of Friends and um, Imperium. There, wait, 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 I saw the Friends memes where so he, you know, his, he has his hair bleached and he's got the uh, apron on. But is there really a reference in that? Is there yeah. someone named Gunther and yeah, Friends? yeah? The, the the owner of the coffee shop's name is Gunther. Oh, good lord! So that's okay. where it came from. So that's where that, that, that's where it came from. And um, I'm also a big fan of Imperium because I, I think they're an excellent tag team. And an underrated tag team matchup last year was Imperium against Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly from uh, War Games. I love when you're thinking of something and the answer comes to you at the moment because I've been wondering for a while. I'm like, did someone get released from there? But it's someone. But I, it was Alexander Wolf, right? Yeah, a couple did of years they ago. Did replace yeah. him? No. Okay, so he was never replaced. It's always no. he got released it was while just, being part of the group. Yep. Yeah. Or no, did, oh, they kicked him out, and then he was released yep. like, the next day. Ooh, they are filthy in that. <laughs> yeah, Imperium definitely one of my favorite tag teams because, like I said, they had, like there was a match at War Games with Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner, which had no business being as good as good as it was, and Imperium shined. Speaking of NXT 2.0, I'm 100 percent guilty. Where I'll say I'm 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 not excited about the change. I, I don't necessarily love the new logo. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I will learn to love it. I don't know. I don't think it'll be immediate. However, thanks to social media, there is somebody I am very interested in. And judging by their social media, any 
male listening to this show will understand why. But have you seen Nikita Lyons on this show yet? Uh, let me check. If you if you don't know who she is, I'm forwarding your, her page right now. But the tale on this woman. Oh, she yeah out. she she's been on two hundred five live. All right, so beautiful segue, my friend. Um, so two hundred five live is main event velocity heat, and it just has nothing to do with said two hundred five yes. cruiserweight division, correct? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I see she's got something. Where is it? We're kicking off the new year, right? Her and Amari Miller had a match on 205 Live. Okay. Is 205 Live in the NXT venue now? Yeah, it's been like I'm that. Guessing. It's been like that since COVID. Okay. Sweet. Perfect. Okay. Good old COVID. So, speaking of 205 Live, speaking of the. NXT brand, and speaking of change, we recently saw the end of an era. We saw the end of the Cruiserweight Championship, which has been back in WWE for just about five and a half years. What was your thoughts on them unifying that and the NXT North American Championship? Were you staying up to date with like what they were doing, Santos Escobar and a few other people that have held the title, Roderick Strong, most recently for Carmelo Hayes? Yeah, I was keeping up with it. I thought Santos Escobar was probably maybe the third best cruiserweight champion we actually had. And, uh, okay. I talked. I talked to you about this before on the show. I don't know Vince. Vince always wants like this hot Latin star, and it kills me that he, that guy isn't on the main roster, killing it because he he can do literally everything. He can talk. He, he can yeah. go in the ring, and he, he has um his group um Legado del Fantasma with him and you know, especially with Electro Lopez like those that group is money and I don't understand why yeah. they're still out there in NXT but yeah the fact that they unified it I'm not upset about it because like we just talked about 205 Live has been relegated to uh, a variety of matches even not just women's matches but when they're having a breakout tournament that's where a lot of the matches were on 205 Live and those guys were not 205 and Tony, when Tony Nese got released, he made a couple of comments. It's kind of when he went to AEW, wrestling on dark, saying it's kind of nice not wrestling the same guy every week. And so yeah, I think I think it was just time because I think the NXT, I think the cruiserweight title it didn't age really well. And Vince Russo was actually on that from day one because I know you remember on Raw, on Raw when the cruiserweight title would be on Raw, they had the purple ropes, the, the purple cruise, the cruiserweight logo in the corner. Mm-hmm. And they would change the entire gra- all the graphics on the screens to two to two hundred five for the cruiserweight to the cruiserweight division, and he was just saying like I don't think Vince is go- not going to last long with this at all. He's not. It's just not his thing. I know him, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you can kind of gradually see it kind of kind of drop. Remember, remember when the third hour of Raw the lights. When the oh, that was, up, oh, that was terrible. Got, everything got darker. Raw dark, and then it was uh, Raw Underground. Oh, it was terrible. RIP to Raw Underground. I missed you. It was so bad. But yeah, the Cruiserweight division. Raw like, Underground was a hit. COVID yeah. killed that. Yeah, as much as I love Shout Robert, out to Omos before he was Omos. Yeah, as much as I love Robert Strong, um, the Cruiserweight title at that point when he had it, it basically became nothing. Um, they, they tried to use um, Kushida with it. But it just lost a lot of its luster. Yeah, I'll give, you know, and uh, I'll tell you what. um, When 
when you touted for for Santos Escobar saying, you know, how good he was and me, one, not trying to like something new. Also, me not liking him because he looks like a coworker of mine, um, which I will tell you, he's so good. He won me over. He was really good at being a heel. He was good at making me actually dislike him. He goes in the ring and he is really, really good. I wish we kind of got a more of a prolong, like he was a babyface, won the title, ripped the mask off, and became a heel. I don't know. A little confusing. Um, when I, over the last week and a half, when I was revisiting some of these better cruiserweight championship matches, a lot of matches that happened in NXT, I never saw. And there are some really good NXT cruiserweight championship matches, and even the purple belt when it first went there. Um, we'll get to those in, in a few moments, but I think for, for what we had uh, over those last two years, I think it, you know, it, I think it had a good last two years. I think its first year, year and a half was almost cursed because of, you know, scandals, um, maybe not going on the right person, people leaving the company, uh, people not being happy they were in the division and, and countless other reasons but i mean it, it, you know if you go off of the the first 10 champions there's you know I, I mean if you go through the full list i think only a quarter of the list is actually still with the company but off the first 10 i think there's only two or three guys still still with the company so it, it definitely was cursed um going off of it though uh you know, the Cruiserweight Championship from 2016, we saw 20 different reigns, 18 different champions. TJP, who I think he was, he was gone. Was he gone? How long did he, he stay after with the company? Uh, when he, he got all the tattoos, he was out of WWE, right? Yeah, he, he was there for like three years. He was, okay, so he, uh, so he lost the title to Brian Kendrick, and then you never really saw him with anywhere close back to the title. It's not like he was challenging six months later when Enzo was the champion or he wasn't facing Neville for the title. Um, TJP, who didn't really last. Brian Kendrick, who is still with the company, but I believe strictly in a producer role. Somebody said he was on TV recently. He, he, he was recently. For a match or was it I like believe a match? I segment? believe it was a match. I remember I saw a graphic and then there was a report that came out that he's he's been asking for his release for months and still mm -hmm. hasn't gotten it. So Brian Kendrick, I hope the best for him. Hope he gets happy. Hope he gets, uh, hope he gets his release and what he deserves. Um, number three, who you mentioned earlier, saying that Santos Escobar is in the top three of what you would say best cruiserweight champions. I'm not necessarily sure where I'm going to say my order is on him because I, I actually did want to mention your top three favorite cruiserweight champions. But in my top three is definitely Rich Swan. Really? I thought I thought he was again. Uh, the, the rain wasn't as long as it should have been, but he's also somebody that got released because of some issues he had at home. However, he was very fun. He had a fun entrance and his matches, they delivered. Um, I thought whether it was on 205 live, I thought he was someone that made it worth people staying. I thought he was great in the cruiserweight classic. Um, so Rich Swan definitely up there is one of the more memorable ones. And actually, if you go through the list of uh, 18, 18 champions, technically 
uh, 17 out of 18, got a Mattel figure. And Rich Juan <laughs> is probably one of the best figures. <laughs> I don't own that one. I I have I have most of them, most of them from this list. Um, after Rich Juan, we got Neville, now known as Pocket in AEW. And he's got to be, over that first two years, he's got to be the best Cruiserweight champion that they had. Oh, it, oh, the entire duration, he's the best Cruiserweight champion uh, they had. Heel Neville is underrated and it's one of those things I, you you sold his elite right i did it, it's one of those it's, it's a great figure because it really makes you remember that period um it's just so good so good so good and I, i'll never forget being at the first two out of three aw dynamites uh pre-covid watching his entrance and i was like this guy and he i'm sure he would be up way higher on the card at the moment if it wasn't for all this travel stuff but I remember just watching his entrance. I'm like, this guy's a star. He's going to be world champion in this company. After Rich, after Neville, uh, we have Akira Tozawa, um, the second person on this list that is still with the company, uh, still involved in the 24-7 uh, gimmick. Akira Tozawa, um, who eventually is the first person to drop the title to um, – no, he drops it back to Neville. I apologize. And then Neville loses it to Enzo. Enzo has the title – he dro- drops it to Kalisto, who, again, is no longer with the company, released during, during all this COVID nonsense. Kalisto loses it back to Enzo. Enzo gets into Act 2 Fly lifestyle, drops the title. He's, uh, he's dropped from the company. Title becomes vacant. After it, we got the third in... All right, third, and then except for the 205 Vibes guys, he's pretty much the final guy of the purple belt. That is still with the company. We have Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, who him and Buddy Murphy took up the majority of 2018 as Cruiserweight champion. Um, a lot of great matches and a lot of great memories also in the Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, I think we all remember him getting the contract offer from Triple H after he was eliminated. Um, obviously, I know he's a heel at the moment, but he was a terrific, uh, terrific babyface. Um Basically, uh, shooting through the list after this, we got Buddy Murphy, um, who, again, no longer with the company. He's in New Japan now. Goes to Tony Nese, who's now doing independent uh, bookings, and he's with AEW. Uh, Tony Nese drops into Drew Gulak. I guess I was wrong on my count. Drew Gulak, who's still with the company, but nobody would remember that. Uh, After Drew Gulak, we got Leo Rush. Leo Rush is the only person on this list that does not have a Mattel figure. (laughs) Leo Rush's matches were really good. Well, that's an error you missed because this is when Dynamite started. So, okay. So, this is not the COVID era. No, this is 2019. This is the end of 2019. Because I believe it was the first or second week NXT went live on USA that he won the title. And this was right when Dynamite was just about to debut. Okay. And, you know, I'm remembering because of the stage then. You're right. Now... I did watch, and his match when he drops the title to Angel Garza is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I know Garza goes over, but Leo Leo is the star of this match. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to say this was COVID era, but it probably wasn't because it had a crowd. Um, that match, awesome as well. Um, maybe Angel Garza's best match, and Leo Rush probably gets a large, large portion of the credit for that. Um, 
Angel Garza, is, you know, he doesn't really do much for me or the main roster, and uh, he didn't do much for me as a cruiserweight champion. He eventually drops the title to Jordan Devlin right before uh, lockdown. He drops it in January in a Worlds Collide, mixing NXT UK, 205, and NXT together. Uh, Jordan Devlin, then there's the issue with travel. The lockdown happens. They come up with an interim champion in early 2020, uh, March of 2020. See, this is another weird thing. So they announced a tournament. Tournament comes about. Um, all right, so that's when we get Santos Escobar, previously El Hijo de Fantasma. Um, he wins the title. And this is the third and final tournament for the title. We had uh, the original to, uh, Cruiserweight Classic. TJP wins the title. There was another tournament, which was another thing that probably really killed killed the championship. It was over three months to decide who was going to win the vacant title. Enzo drops it in January. The kickoff at Mania, which I believe is that's when we were there in New Orleans. Yeah, so yeah, like you just said it right there. Like that was like the drop off because you guys can go back in the archives and listen to the interview with TJP. I specifically asked him about Enzo. Like, what was the deal with Enzo? Vince put Enzo in the cruiserweight division to kind of up the interest in 205. But like you just said, Enzo goes out. So the cruiserweight title was all over Raw because Enzo was all over Raw no matter what. Yes. But the cruiserweight championship after Enzo left, that's when the decline stopped. That's when you started seeing less featured on Raw. And mm-hmm. you haven't said this yet, but 205 Live, the show, even though you actually didn't really possibly care about the what was going on like with the characters and but they did have character but development the delivered the matches yes, like true. you would That's see true. on twitter everybody talking about oh my god this match on 205 live and it's been deemed probably the best wrestling um from 2006 from 2017 the of that entire year 2017 and 2018 because yeah. i already know some Cedric, crazy street fights yeah, I know. Uh, I believe was it? It was. I forgot. It was Tazawa Tazawa and, and Kendrick. Okay, that's what it was. Where that 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 um, that, that match I'm referring to. But then even uh, the mania Kendrick came, was trying to turn him heel, and it was a secondary storyline. Yeah, and then we had you talking about the tournament. And then we we were there for the Cedric and Ali final at two o five um, at WrestleMania, and that match was great. And like 2018, also for two o five live was really great. Then we got Buddy Murphy, and then after that. The title just kind of got faded out because it was off, it was off Raw. It was specifically on Two or Five Live, so the interest kind of dwelled for the entire division, and that's when the writing was kind of on the wall for it. And then they put it in NXT, which 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 the title should have stayed in NXT to begin with, and it kind of had a new life, but it never it still didn't get the legs that it once had when the initial start in 2017. Also, Neville and Austin Aries, amazing. Oh, see, so I, I, my notes in my sheet for this segment because I'm a mark for championships is, is insane. So going through that list of people, so when you got all this stuff going on, um, you know, the, there was the original tournament, the Cruiserweight Classic. TJP wins, he gets the belt, and then there's all this stuff going on. There's people getting released left and right. You know, you get uh, Rich Swan released. Uh, Enzo release while he's the champion. Um, then they have the tournament, and then Austin Aries, or no, I guess that, that was technically that was the year before. Austin Aries, who 
we all thought should have won the belt, would have won the belt, had those great matches with Neville, and then he leaves the company. So that was another person. Like People were so high on him. Fans were high on him while he was with the company. And then he's gone. He was another person that it was just kind of like a shocker. Like, damn, you didn't even, you know, his WWE run is so forgettable. But he was, you know, he had his NXT thing. He did a commentary. And then he just jobbed out in the cruiserweight division. But um, getting back to the list, um, now it is officially the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. It, it has switched from a uh, purple belt to a dark black championship. It has the NXT logo, not the WWE champ, uh, logo. You got Santos Escobar as the champion. Then we are going to have him in, I, again, we're recording this after beach break. Cody just lost the inter, uh, the championship. The interim TNT champion is... Now fully Sammy Guevara. We have interim NXT Cruiserweight champion Santos Escobar against Jordan Devlin, who was still defending the title in the UK. Um, Another match that really delivered. This was one of the first matches that I was like, all right, I think I like this Santos Escobar guy. I thought it was so cool to see the Cruiserweight championship of all belts being defended in a ladder match. I mean, there are still many championships in WWE that have never been defended in a ladder match. And you got this belt that was only there for five and a half years, and it got defended in a ladder match on NXT. I thought it was awesome. Uh, title was unified, unified there, uh, uh, unified there to come up with an undisputed champion. Santos Escobar eventually drops it to Kushida. Kushida drops it to uh, Roderick Strong. I definitely thought Kushida was going to have a longer reign. I'm a fan of Roderick Strong. Uh, he begins this new faction. Thought he was going to do something with it to help elevate it, make it more relevant. But then he starts defending it against people that are outside of the cruiserweight division. And then you could kind of tell doomsday is coming. So we have January 4th of this year. It gets unified with the North American championship. It has a five and a half year run and it is no more. I guess my big question for you, what do you think is the history over the cruiserweight championship in WWE for a second run? Is it something that is going to be completely forgettable? Is it going to be something remembered back fondly? <clears throat> well, if you're if you care about in ring work, I think it'll be remembered fondly. But to the masses, I don't. I think it'll be pretty much forgettable. I think I think the Cruiserweight Classic as a tournament itself will be remembered because it was the first tournament the network did. And it was Daniel Bryan on commentary. Yeah, Daniel Bryan on commentary was awesome. And then you had all those excellent matches. Uh, Champa and Gargano <clears throat> being one of the standouts because I remember more Ronaldo talking about like oh my god these these guys are tag team partners so they basically killed themselves in that match. That was really I good. think I think out of anything out of this cruiserweight so I think the CWC will be, probably be the most remember memorable thing because like I said two five live from twenty seven to twenty eighteen was renowned as the best wrestling sh- like from an in ring perspective show out there and the purists will always remember that. Prep- Prep would talk about it on the show often. Oh yeah, he would. So I think that I think that's how I remember the CWC probably the most remembered thing. But for the in ring from an in ring perspective, and for the in ring purists, it'd be the two hundred five live from twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. So I know me me specifically. I know I did not watch it regularly, but there would be oftentimes I'd see either on Instagram or Twitter something about a certain match. I'd go back and watch it. I don't know how many times Prep would be in one of the group tags or on the show. you got to watch this match and go back and watch it. Um, I think when it got 
some type of notoriety and it would be featured on a show, whether it be Raw or NXT or more times than none, uh, pay-per-view pre-shows, the matches were always good. I don't know if the championship was ever defended once or definitely I don't think it was ever more than once on an actual pay-per-view main card, it was, um, it was which is a shame. Few times. A few times on a main card? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, because I, uh, I remember specifically when Rich – when Neville first turned heel, that was on the main card. I know that. Okay. Um, I, I know, and and I was pissed about this, but Neville and Aries had the best match at WrestleMania 33 Bills on the pre-show. But yeah, so the that... title was delivered. It was defended on the main card a few times. I know the first when TJP first defended the title, his first title defense was on the main card as well. Not not a lot of main card but, title defenses, but yeah. it was on the card. And, and it looks like everything was really about that first year. Yeah. But, I mean, <clears throat> like we just said, we're, you knew it was dead in the water. Enzo, the focal point of the division, he gets released. So we're going to go from January 23rd, he's released. On my birthday, January 30th, they announce, okay, you know, I think this also was um, Drake Maverick's debut. He's yeah, a GM. Live, and hey, there's going to be a tournament. So my birthday, they're telling, okay, January, we're going to announce this tournament, and in April, that's when it's going to end. So you prolong it. Oh, and not only is it going to, that's when it's going to, you know, well, let's let's take two and a half months, and then when this tournament's over, it's going to be over on a pre-show. Yeah. A really nice little spit in the face for it. Um, I think I think in hindsight, the full division, the the ring work, the champions, the ones that held it, I, I think it will be remembered fondly. Um, I think it was both both versions were decent looking belts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely not today, tomorrow, this year, the next year or two. I don't think it's going to look. It's definitely not going to be a comparison to the way people fondly look at uh, WCW's cruiserweight oh, division. Not. But, I, but I know, you know, obviously they did they did much better, I think, this run than WWE did in the early 2000s with the cruiserweight division their first go round, and then they obviously triumphant over this compared to their 1990s light heavyweight division. Yeah, I think that I think the matches compare to WCW matches. But the interest is what is just 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 wasn't there, for sure. So I believe that wraps it up for the week. So hopefully I see you this weekend. We watch the rumble together. Uh, we'll return next week with our review for the 2022 Royal Rumble. Got any other things for our listeners at home? Nope. Just uh, make sure to hit that like button and hit that subscribe button and Ringside Collectibles use promo code M Man to save ten percent. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.